So the sun has finally peaked out in Charleston, South Carolina. And, and I say that knowing that if you're in different parts of the country, you're in the middle of a crazy winter storm and, and everything else. And we don't have that. They, they don't happen here. We have hurricane season instead, which is our like little fun festival of the year. Kind of half the year, really. But anyway, the, the point being the sun is up. Now, for days, it's been raining, it's been cloudy, it's been crappy. It, it, it just hasn't been good. And I have struggled, and I know other folks who have struggled, because we want to, you know, we want to feel better. We want to get that vitamin D fix, that out in the sun dime. We just want to see something other than dark, gray, cloudy shit. But it's interesting that while that was happening, while that was all going on through the Valentine's Day and everything, through Valentine's Day and everything else, um, I I got to thinking about worry. Yeah, I thought about worry, right? The concept of worrying. Now, over the years, I've heard a lot of stuff associated with the term worry. I have, I've heard so many things associated with the term worry, right? All these little catchphrase slogans, right? We're Americans. We like catchphrase slogans. We like things to be really simple, right? The simpler your wisdom is, the better. Now, maybe that's why we only read like fragments of, of, of religious or spiritual books, just enough to get that nugget that we need so we can quote it to our friends later and, and move forward. Because a deep dive, uh, digging in, that's complex. That's complicated. We might find things we don't like in there. So anyway, I, I got to thinking about worry and I thought about a couple of the things that I've heard throughout my life that, that honestly, I, I kind of wanted to talk about today as we talk about worry because I worry, right? I'm 41. So I have migraines and stuff like that. And I had COVID. Um, and there's just this now increased level of worry in my life about my health, right? I am super ultra sensitive to health concerns. Uh, since my COVID time, because COVID was was scary shit, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Like it was it was scary. I I legitimately at one point was like, shit, I may be going to the hospital. And, and I don't want to over dramatize it because there are people who have actually died and suffered. I'm very lucky with what happened through COVID for me. But I, I'm not going to bullshit you and pretend that it wasn't terrifying. So now I'm super sensitive to anything like like it, it's it's really crazy. Like, you know. I will the the smallest things can throw me for a huge loop because it's worry. Right. And I remember hearing those wonderful catchphrase slogans like worry is a wasted emotion. Thank you. Um, you know, like just just put it down. Just set your worry down because it's so easy. It's not you're not worry. Just set worry down. It's like guilt, man. Just put it down dope thanks I'm, I'm glad that that universal incredibly easy wisdom works it doesn't right or we've all heard this one this whole like fear is false evidence appearing real yeah except i've been to places where fear of stuff is is legitimate fear of real shit right <laughs> like just like look the 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 like one-liner wisdom doesn't work okay it doesn't let me, let me break it down for you. The one-liner wisdom on, on worry and fear and putting them down doesn't work. And here's why it doesn't work. Because worry and fear are primal emotions that you're supposed to have. 
they actually play a part in what you do. You have fear, which where he stems from, because it helps you like live and survive. It's there for a reason. So you can play the game of it's false evidence appearing real or I'll just put my worry down or this and that. But let me challenge you for a second. The problem we have as people with worry and fear is not that worry and fear are debilitating horrible things that crush us that we just need to get past and blow through like an obstacle. It's that we treat them as such. And when we blow that cloud of smoke, because believe me, that's all it is, is smoke and hot air. We start making people feel ashamed for being worried and afraid. And then they don't deal with it. And not dealing with it is the big crux of the problem, right? Like, it's okay to be worried. It's okay to be a little afraid. Like, it's it's not, you're human. Congratulations. Welcome to it. Anybody, I'm going to tell you right now, any human being that wants to come here to me or, or email me or message me and say, I've never been afraid or worried about anything. I don't deal with fear and worry, Matt. I'm awesome. I'm beyond that. I've excelled to my utmost human potential. There's no such thing as fear or worry for me anymore. If you are really going to try to tell me that, then I have two questions. One, do you actually believe it or are you blowing smoke up my ass? Um, and if you do actually believe that, if you do really honestly believe that, if that's just deep down, you believe you've conquered worried and fear. I have a beachfront house in Charleston that I'd like to sell you for a remarkably bargain discount price available today only on cash offers. Look, we all worry. We all fear. And we worry and fear over little shit. It's how it works, Right. Like if you find yourself tied up in knots over everything, if the news and social media and all this stuff is tying you up in knots, odds are something at the core of that big knot is very personal and has you worried. And it's okay. Join with me if you're in your car or in your office or in your bathroom getting ready or wherever you happen to listen to my dulcet tones. Take a minute and just say, it's okay to worry. It's okay to be afraid. Right, we've sold this bullshit lie that somehow bravery is the absence of fear, and it's not. It's the ability to operate in the face of fear. That's what bravery is, right? The absence of fear is not bravery, it's stupidity. Because there's some stuff to be legitimately afraid of, right? If a dude that looks like me, like a guy who kind of looks in the South like he might have misplaced his axe somewhere, has a grumpy look on his face, and is in fact carrying his axe walking towards you on a city street, possibly time for a little fear. If Godzilla rises from the water, possibly time for a little bit of fear. Shit will keep you alive. I mean, at very least, it'll get you running from Godzilla, and that might help. The point is, when you have that worry and fear, the thing you have to do is deal with it and ask yourself what the crux of it is, how much of it is real and reasonable, you know, and what can you just not do shit about, right? So a lot of times when I have these little health worries that are remarkably frequent now, but I've learned to deal with them by admitting that I have health worries, nothing legit. I eat pretty well. I exercise regularly. Like my girlfriend would tell you, I do a pretty good job taking care of myself, but I still have the little health worries. So when they come up, what do I do? Well, I take a moment and ask myself if there's really anything to be concerned about right now. Really? Like, is there anything seriously going on? Or is this just a thing that I'm turning into something else? Now, if there is anything going on, it's time to go talk to a damn doctor. 
But if there's not, if I look at it and it's just a once thing and I'm really like nitpicking to connect it to something bigger, then I just move on about my day. And and you need to, too. But you say, Matt, I don't worry about my health, man. It's cool. I worry about dumb shit. Like, I worry about my job. All right, let me give you this. So I have a little part-time gig that I do here in Charleston. And, and I, I like it. I like the people I work with. I like where I work. I do. I really enjoy it. There's a part of it that brings a great deal of fulfillment to my week. But it is taking time away from other stuff I'm trying to get done. And is my day job, my regular day job, not this little side gig, but my regular day job gets back to normal and more and more hours pick up. It takes away time. So time that I could be using to catch up on other stuff, I can't anymore. So now I have to deal with with this. And there's worry, man. Will I ever see these people again? It's a good worry. You know, if you like people, if you care about them, it's good to worry about whether you'll see them again. It's okay. And that's okay. Then when the, when the hell did that become like the big toppling? Really? Are we really going to fucking entrepreneur, like entrepreneur motivation speech our, our heads right up our asses with it's not okay to worry about if you won't see somebody again? Really? That's, that's where we're going to go? Put it down. Put the Tony Robbins book on the fucking table. Walk away. He'll still be there. He's been there since the 80s. He'll be there when you're done with me. Right? He's not, believe me when I tell you, Tony Robbins isn't going fucking anywhere. But, you know, I worry about that. I worry about, you know, the economy's weird. What if my regular job takes a downturn? What if this happens? What if that happens? And there's lots of worries. And they're based out of the fact that, frankly, the world is a really inconsistent fucking place right now. But I really am working on some projects. And there's there's some writing stuff of my own that I really love and I have to get done. And it's just come time to step down from that little side gig and, and do these other things. And yeah, I'll be able to see the people. And yeah, some of those people will move on. Some of them already have. Some of them I'll keep in touch with. Some of them I won't. Even the ones I keep in touch with, I'll probably stop keeping in touch with them at some point. We'll we'll lose track of each other. It happens. It's it's the nature of life. We don't have to be happy about it. We just have to acknowledge that it happens. But it's also okay to feel that. It's okay if you get COVID to sit in your bed for a minute and be like, holy shit. Don't let the fear paralyze you, but it's okay to feel it for a minute. Tell people about it. Talk to people. Work through fear. Work through worry. Work through it. And part of working through it is to acknowledge that it's there. Don't play this bullshit game, right? I use the phrase, I'm going to do it again. Don't motivational speak your head up your ass. You're afraid and you're worried. You didn't set it down. You're like, I set down my fear and worry, Matt. No, you didn't. You bullshitted. You put the highlight reel out there. I do the same thing, guys. Like everything I'm telling you about, I've done. When I was 38, my head was thoroughly, like, like just firmly wedged right in my ass. It was. It was right there. So everything I'm telling you is stuff that I did, right? Everything I'm telling you is me going, yeah, you know, my divorce didn't hurt me. I'm ready to go. I'm going to crush it. Freedom. I did it. I was the guy with his head up his ass telling you that all my problems were gone and I was awesome. 
but they weren't. And I did it because I felt ashamed. And why did I feel ashamed? Because if you spend enough time in this self-help universe, you hear that there's this like idea that somehow you're weaker if you have worry and fear. And, and the reality is you're just fucking human. Look, here's the other reality. Some of it you just can't do shit about, right? Like if you're really worried about the pandemic, here's my suggestion. Get your name on the vaccine list and wear a mask and hand sanitize and clean and, and do everything you can to keep yourself healthy. Watch your diet. Try to get some exercise in. get some time in the sun. Right. Like do all that stuff and, and then just hope for the fucking best because that's all you can do. Right. I was pretty good, man. The pandemic started here in South Carolina and it was going wild. I didn't let my guard slip. I had done everything that I could do, and I still ended up catching it. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to protect yourself, because trust me, you should. I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm giving you common fucking sense. But even then, occasionally, there's a small percentage chance that you could still get hit, and I did. It happened. Right? And then it happened. That was it. Like, it's okay to fear. It's okay to worry. It's just not okay to be paralyzed by them. And the way to be paralyzed by them isn't by, like, magically dropping them on the side of the road like they're, like, a take a bag of bad takeout food. And you go, I'm done. Moving on. Because they're still there. You just told yourself they were gone. And then when shit gets really hard, they're coming back. Well, Matt, a wise guru who told me to put the Tony Robbins book down. What should I do? Own it. Own it. Talk about your fear. Talk about what scares you. Talk about what worries you. Talk about it with the people you love and care for. Talk about it with people you respect. Write it down and talk about it with yourself. And then really get down to the point of what can you do with it and what can you not? What's legitimate worry, right? Like if you're sitting there going, well... I need to lose a lot of weight. Cool. Legitimate worry. Can you do anything about it? Yeah, there's actually stuff you can start working on. Go. You know, well, Matt, you know, you brought up the Godzilla thing. Yeah, I'm afraid of Godzilla coming out of the water and crushing me. Probably not a lot of shit you can do about the Godzilla thing. I mean, I guess you can move inland. If it's really that paralyzing a fear to you, you could move inland. uh, And then Godzilla has to walk to get to you. So you have a head start. Just saying. He also, in in every movie, he's in the Pacific. So I feel like if you're on the East Coast, you're probably okay. Just saying, just putting it out there. So that's the thing, right? Like, what do you do with your worry? What do you do with your fear? Now, I'm about to say something that some people are going to accuse me of contradicting myself, and I'm not. Some of those worries and fears, there's legitimately nothing you can do, and you just have to move that shit aside and say, there's nothing I can do and move on, right? Will I become a famous novelist? Nothing you can do about it. You can write your book. You can work to get your book published. There is nothing you can do to become the big guy. That is me and Derek Barry have talked about this before. That is so far out of your fucking control. It's not even funny. That's about the marketing. That's about market forces. That's about all kinds of random stuff. Totally is like there's you could chase other people what they've done and maybe hope that you'll get in on the niche market or you can do this or do that. that. What a shitty way to live as a writer. Just write your book and hope for the best. That's all you can. All you can do is write the best book you can and work on getting it published. Write the book you're happy with and work on getting it published. That's literally all you can do. The alternative is you can go to your local bookstore with a box of books and start confronting everyone that comes through the door and, and be like, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Maybe you can do that if you want to. But there's so little you can do about it that if you're going to let your fear of failure as a writer keep you from writing, 
well, you're screwed because there's nothing you can do to stop that, right? Like, like th- that involves a certain amount of luck that's beyond your control, and you just need to get over it and get working. So, yeah, some worry and fear you put down, some worry and fear you own and you talk about because that's the way of putting it down. Some of it you can't put down until you've dealt with it. But worry and fear, man. Look, here's here's the ultimate reality. Yeah, the thing we all knew during these multi-day like rain festival in Charleston, right? The thing we all knew and everyone said it and I heard it as I was battling because my depression gets really shitty over extended periods of shitty weather. It gets really hard to fight with. But what we always heard was, well, Matt, the sun comes out sometimes. Cool. You got a day. Right. We hear that. It's not helpful advice, by the way. Well, Matt, the sun comes out sometimes. True. In point of fact, the sun's out today. It's just behind a shitload of clouds. The problem is the clouds are real and they're there and I'm seeing them. And all of my fingers crossed, wishful thinking, yeah, yeah, rah, rah, bullshit is not going to make the clouds move. So you got to learn to live with the rain and deal. Because you're right. The sun is going to shine through clouds. Those clouds are going to go away. The storm is going to pass and you are going to have something like that. You are going to be able to go, ah, sunny day like today. You're going to be able to feel the sun on your face and everything else. It's going to be there. But those clouds are reality. That rain for those days was a reality. The clouds were reality. And there was no putting the damn things down that was going to happen. It was learning to deal with it and addressing it and figuring out what you could do and what you couldn't do and how to best get through that time. And there are people right now dealing with huge winter storms, lots of people without power in Texas and everything else doing that shit on a very practical level right now. So why is it when it comes to a practical level, we understand this, but then we get high, mighty, philosophical and motivationally speak our head up our ass. That's going to be my new catchphrase. And then just, you know, pretend that the worry's not there so that later on we can go drink ourselves into oblivion or cry alone and end up being those mystery like, oh, my God, I didn't know anything was going to happen to Matt. Because that's what happened to me, right? When I was suicidal, people were like, I didn't know that was happening to you. Right. Half because you weren't that involved as you think you were and half because I was bullshitting you on how well I was doing. Because I didn't want to be worried or afraid because everyone around me at the time was telling me about worry and fear. Oh, just put it down, man. It's false evidence appearing real. No, it was very real evidence appearing very fucking real. I was very unhappy. It wasn't about trying to pretend it was a lie. It was about trying to understand what the thing that I needed to do very practically to deal with it and to move on was. And luckily enough, I found that through a friend who was just as blunt as I am. So there you go. That's worry. That's what I learned during the fucking monsoon in Charleston about worry. Now, I'm glad we could have this talk. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in a room right now, and I don't want to be in a room. So I'm going to go for a morning walk out in the sunlight. You all take care. I will have some more of this stuff next week. But until I talk to you next week, I'm Matt, a working writer, and this has been my latest confession. I'll talk to you all soon.